Hi, I'm Amy Haworth, president of the Volusia Building Industry Association, and you are listening to BizDAP, the Daytona Area Business Show. Thanks for joining us on this episode of BizDAP. I'm your host, Glenn Sanders, and before we get started, I want to let you know that BizDAP is sponsored by Fathead Digital, a Volusia County-based virtual tour production company. A professional 3D virtual tour allows your prospects to experience an interior walkthrough of your business from their computer or smartphone. You have probably used the Google Street View feature of Google Maps to get an eye-level view of your house or your business. Well, a virtual tour from Fathead Digital works the same way, but with lots of added features. Give your prospects the ability to walk through your showroom or your office and interact with the environment. You can link products to your e-commerce store or display videos inside your virtual tour, or with a simple click of a button, your customer can start a video chat directly with your sales staff, who can then guide them live through the virtual tour. The 360 photos of your business can then be uploaded to your Google My Business listing. A Google My Business listing is a free service that allows you to improve your search engine optimization and drive more attention to your business. Fathead Digital is offering listeners of the podcast a free checklist to optimizing your Google My Business listing. Just visit www.fatheaddigital.com forward slash podcast to download the checklist. This is a free guide to optimize your business profile on the largest internet search engine in the world. www.fatheaddigital.com forward slash podcast. Amy Haworth is a fifth-generation Floridian originally from Hawthorne, Florida. She moved to Volusia County in 2008 and now resides in Daytona Beach with her husband, daughter, and in just a few weeks, a new baby boy. Amy is scheduling coordinator for Minto Communities, and earlier this year, she was sworn in as president of the Volusia Business Industry Association. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Let's talk about the building industry in Volusia County. Uh, real estate is super hot right now, right? Everybody's Everybody wants to live here. So how has, how has that affected new housing starts, renovations, all of those aspects of the building industry? Yeah, you're right. But real estate is hot right now. It's a, it's really a seller's market. The, the inventory is low. And so it is, when we reference new home building, we're creating more inventory. So uh, business is good for builders and our trade partners. Uh, we're keeping them busy. And a lot of people, there, there's a lot of factors that play into that here locally, as well as we just had all this weather go through Texas and even up north when they get cold winters, people want to migrate south. So that, that benefits us in a big way. So do you think the Californians that moved to Texas got too cold and now they'll move to Florida? <laughs> they'll probably just keep moving east. Yeah. Eventually, everyone will figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. Is there more orders on new builds? Are, are people buying a, in new communities and then waiting for their houses to be built? Or is it mostly uh, people buying and renovating? What's the makeup of the purchasing, um, do you think? I think we're, we're, we are seeing a, a growth in new home building because it's it just makes more sense, especially for this market here in, in our in Volusia County. It just makes more sense to if you're you're gonna invest, make that big investment to get something ex that you want, and whether that's a custom home built 
production. There, there's just a lot of uh, factors and, and benefits of buying new. And one of the bigger ones is warranty. You buy a new home, you get a, a new warranty and it's you're set for however long your warranty is. But, but there's a lot of factors that play into why I think new home building is, is booming. And, and we, referencing the pandemic, we never shut down. So it's not like we're seeing a boom. This has been consistent pre-pandemic and through the pandemic that we are, we're essential. We were deemed essential through the pandemic as well. Oh, was the demand high as it is now pre-pandemic or, or we're definitely seeing a spike? I think, yeah, we're definitely seeing a spike. We had a higher demand recently, or it may seem that it's higher because there's been delays in production as far as materials and labor. We have those consistent delays pre-pandemic, but with the pandemic, you, for example, if you have a truss yard or a window company manufacturer, one person gets COVID, that shuts down. And so it may look like it's a bigger spike in, but a lot of this stuff is just being delayed because of product and, and availability. Now, we've got a lot of new communities being developed in Volusia County. I live in New Smyrna Beach and just gone straight up 44 is just one development after another, it seems. So what are the bigger developments that are in, in progress right now in Volusia County? Um, I mean, you, you have quite a few. There's uh, Latitude Margaritaville um, here in Daytona. Which is the really big one. That's a really big one. Yeah. And that is a, that's a lifestyle and people are really drawn to that lifestyle. And it's a cool little community that, that has been west of 95 there in Daytona. Um, and the further south you go, you have various communities popping up and, and some builders that have been there forever that are um, just purchasing more land. We have... Avalon so there's Park. expansion expansion of existing developments. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are, are people making that investment, you know, pre-build type of investments? So sales are up even in the developments that haven't been built yet? Yeah, I think you are. People will look at what's going on in the community. So those two tie together. People are, are wanting to, not only we have the appeal of the beach here on, on the East Coast, but we, especially in Volusia County, but we also have uh, growth in, you You look at like the outlets, Tinger outlets that are growing and then everything surrounding there, people see growth and they get confidence in the market. And so then they start buying ahead of time and saying, I, I do want to be there because I can see potential growth in that area. What are some of the problems your industry is facing right now? Number one, I think that we see consistently is lack of qualified skilled labor. So right now in, and this was pre-pandemic as well, uh, we have more job openings than we do qualified people to fill those jobs. And that is not only for the builders, but for our trade partners, your HVAC, uh, your electricians. Uh, these are skilled laborers and they are lacking and they're aging out. So the people that have been skilled are, have been in that job for a long time. And this is, this is not just specific to Volusia County. This is countrywide. But so it's, it's, not, it's, it's not like you can attract them from somewhere else. You'd have to essentially poach them from another state or something to, to bring people here to fill the void. Exactly. You can do that or you can meet them where they are and uh, keep our kids here in Volusia County. So if we're re- meeting them at the school level, providing an option that is not necessarily college right away. That's not saying to say that kids shouldn't go to college, but they don't have to go right away. They can get a skill, learn a skill, learn a trade. 
and then get into that, start making money without the debt, and then go to college if, if they choose to. But that's something that I think we work on as an association, trying to be that resource for local schools, because not every child is college bound right away. So are the schools incorporating more trades training? Some of them are. Some of them are. We're actively working and starting that conversation with the uh, Volusia County School Board, and they've been open to that conversation. But there, there has to be more resources for these kids that, that know that they're good with their hands or they want to stay here locally. There's so many jobs here just down the road from where they're living that they can make a good living. Well, I was just going to say, how do you sell kids today? I sound like the old guy on my block that chases, get off my lawn. How do you sell kids today on the idea of doing something, of doing a skilled, taking on a skilled uh, labor job when it, there's no YouTube or TikTok or something involved in, in, in the industry? Yeah, that's a cha- it is a challenge. And I think a, a lot of it is coming and uh, instead of explaining to them at career fairs or whatever, just showing them, getting them on a job through, through a program that's either a, an apprenticeship, but showing them what a difference they can make. And there's pride in that, in not only in, in kids in, in high school, but you can see that across the job sites now. There's pride in finishing a home and seeing that what, you're, what you did with your hands was beneficial and, and applied to the entire project. What are you doing with, what is your your organization doing, or your industry, I should say, doing with the schools to help create those programs? So th- there are some programs that are already in place, and what we're doing is meeting with some of these members of, of the school board and members of the various programs, leads of those programs for continued education, and talking about what can we do to get our members. We have a lot of member builder members and associate members that need skilled workers. So we, we've started that conversation. We're working on in the future to come is a uh, local career fair through our members with, with available jobs. And then also just educating a resource for, for education on what type of qualifications you'll need for certain jobs. We've started that process and that conversation. And I think that's something that will, will, it's an uphill battle because again, you're not only convincing the school or the children, you have to convince the parents say, my kid's going to be college bound no matter what. Um, They're going to go to law school. They're going to be a doctor, right? And have loads of debt. And aside from that, here locally, we have a gym in Daytona State College. They have a construction program and we've met with with them and have opened that door as well as conversation. A lot of people that are getting the idea of construction is they're going to be the next one to go flip houses. And that's just going to be what they do. That's a huge investment. It's very rarely successful for somebody that doesn't have experience. We've started that conversation with Daytona State as well. Sure. Do you think there's a natural tendency with I'm going to blame it on social media because it's easy to blame everything on social media, but it seems to me the tendency is towards how quickly can I get rich? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And instead of putting in the hard work or putting in the time, a lot of these apprenticeship programs, that's why they're not as appealing originally is because you have to start from not knowing a whole lot, learn it, and then get your name out there and really work with a company. A lot of these companies, a lot of our members they want to hire somebody that they're going to keep for years. They want them to retire with them uh, because once you make that investment in the employee, you want them to stay there. Are the salaries for 
skilled labor jobs enough to not just interest people in getting in, into that career, but to sustaining a, a decent life or raising a family as as you age and and afford to to live in a place like Volusia County where the cost of living keeps getting higher and higher. Yeah, they are. And a big reason for that is, again, there's not a whole lot of, it comes to supply and demand. There's not, there, there, we need more people than, than we have in those skilled laborers. Companies are willing to pay more. And, and even if they're not median range where it's state of Florida is paying construction much higher than the national, uh, starting out much higher than we're at nationally. What do you tell a parent, let's say, I, I was going to ask you, what do you tell a kid to get them to join the the workforce? But what do you tell a parent who has, has a child, let's say, in high school, and they're considering whether to just take the regular course of study and go to college or go get that, take those courses that would get them a job, a well-paying job right out of school? I don't know that it's something that you tell them as much as you show them how much um, they're going to stay or how much college is to begin with. And and this is really for that child that's indecisive. They, I'm just going to go and take these basic uh, courses just because that's the next step to go to college. How much is a credit hour compared to if you're going to a trade school and you're working towards something, you're actually putting your hours towards something. It's almost like the analogy of, that I'll use is, is renting versus owning. When you rent, you're just paying that just to hang out and stay there. And then you're owning, you're making an investment right into, in this case, for education, it's an investment in yourself. And sure. I think you're, you're creating an asset in your own skills. Correct. Yeah. And it seems to me that it is also a, your competition really is other industries because this is not something we hear just in, in construction. I mean, we had the same conversation with Bob Davis from the hospitality and leisure sector in Volusia County about the lack of skilled labor in, in, in his industry and how he's working with schools in, in creating those uh, opportunities as well. So it seems, it seems to be a pretty big problem that may take a, a number of years to come back to a, a level that keeps the industry humming. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I said, is, is they're going to age out. And, and Florida is a little unique because we take a framing crew or a roofing crew, for example, our summers get to be over a hundred degrees. And a lot of these guys can't, and, and gals can't stay on the roof that long. We can't, we really don't have time to, to wait for this problem to solve itself. We have to be hands-on and proactive in it. Is there anything else you can do besides creating those courses of study and, and trying to get younger people to get into the industry? Is there anything else you can do to improve the situation? Yeah, I think that also not only young people, but people that are willing to make a career change or interested in making a career change, especially now when, you know, we have um, unemployment rates where they're at, just educating people where those career change would benefit them. Maybe you have somebody that was in hospitality and, and that shut down for a while. We never shut down. We we are essential and we people kept their jobs with, within construction and the home building industry. So that that's our selling point. It's not to take away from hospitality or for these other places, but if they're looking to make a career change, then that's, we can get them in and get the right training. Trade school, trade school is an option for career change as well that you can do while you're still working. How long does it take? It depends on the trade. And it depends. Some, some places will do will hire you on the spot and train you within their their company. Some places will require that you go, or, or they'll send you to to trade school while you're working for them. So a paid apprenticeship 
training program. Right. Uh, and you're seeing a lot of that. I know just driving down 40, you can see, or sorry, driving down international, you can see even at the sheriff's office, they're starting to do that on the job at the jail to get corrections officers because they're seeing the same problem we are. We just don't have the skilled labor, don't have the people with experience. Well, the sheriff's office has now started their basically their own police training academy. Yeah, exactly. Now, I work, I have a business in the event industry, which is completely or pretty much completely shut down at the moment. Besides uh, restaurants, it's probably one of the hardest hit industries in the pandemic. And there's a lot of people, of course, the first thing they did, the, the joke is how many event planners have become real estate agents, right? Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the truth is there's a lot of skilled labor in the event industry where they get paid pretty well, but they get paid per event. So there's a little bit of a hurdle to overcome there and to say, hey, look, this is steady work, which is not something we always experience in the event industry. There's the, it ebbs and flows. But so if I'm, let's say, a 35, 40, 45-year-old guy that worked in the events industry, which is all gone now, is there still opportunities for me to go work in construction? Yeah, learn, of course. Learn this trade? Yeah, absolutely. There and, and when people think of construction, there's so many facets to it. It's not all wearing a tool belt out on the job site, throwing a hammer or throwing shingles or throwing sod. Or there's so many options. There's um, apprenticeships within the engineering department. All the municipalities. That's also considered the real estate and construction. The municipalities need plans review examiners, plans examiners inspectors those are all there's opportunities across the across the the market really for anybody age gender anything we have a lot of these custom home builders or these we were talking about earlier these communities you keep seeing pop up outside of real estate agent they have people that work within their office to do permitting to process purchase orders. So there's so many facilitate the op all the operations. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. The background. So with the other popular thing now, of course, is renovations. We're on my family where we we're undergoing a renovation on a house right now. And it took a full year to get it ready to go between permitting and getting contractors lined up and whatnot. Is there an uptick in renovations and how has that affected new home builds? Yeah, I think there is there there's a natural uptick in renovations because you have a lot of people sitting at home looking at their house deciding that they wanted to change something because they've been there for on lockdown and staring at something that's bothered them for so long. We're just going to knock this wall down. But there's an uptick in that. When you see an uptick in that, the other thing you see an uptick in is unlicensed activity, which is a big fight we have with the association. And we've worked well with the sheriff's department and, and Sheriff Chitwood for helping us attack that because those are not victimless crimes. The people that are getting those renovations done, they get attacked and, and they can lose a lot uh, based on insurance and, and all of these things without people being people being on their home and being injured. When you do renovations, there's no warranty with that contractor or, or the person that you're hiring, or, or there's a very limited warranty on the work that they're doing. Yeah, there's a limited warranty. There's also, you have a material warranty whenever you're, you, let's say you're adding new floors or add new windows, there, there's a limited material warranty, but that labor is where if somebody installs something incorrectly, what do you have to go back on? Or if you're doing it yourself, you only have yourself to blame if you're the, the, the texture on the drywall isn't you know up to par. 
How do I make sure if I'm having renovations done on my house, how do I make sure I'm using a, a qualified licensed contractor? So you you can do a few things. You can ask them for proof of that. A lot of these guys are, are bringing in these fake license and or they'll just say licensed and insured on their card. I would take it a step further to look into the DBPR and what's, what's that? The, the business professional page and you can search their license number. Make sure it's active. You can also see if there's anything on their license, like a complaint. So it's just due diligence whenever you're doing any kind of renovation. We encourage renovation because that that helps the market as well. But there's only so much you can do to a house. And that's what, where we say with new home building is you can knock down walls. But if you start from scratch from a plan, you can really get exactly what you want. And if I want to check on someone's license, how do I? where do I go to do that? There's a website in the DBPR website. And we'll, put, it, we'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can check that there. And that's for any license. That's not just, that's any business license. And, and I encourage anybody that's doing business to with anybody to double check the license. It's, it's updated pretty actively. So you can tell if it's an expired license, if there's a complaint on it, and then ask for proof of insurance. And this is just to, to cover you and your family. A lot of these, you know, people, we, we saw a lot on the west side of the county after the tornado that was over there. That's where they see, we get hurricanes and you see these roofers will come in and from out of state and they don't have a, a correct license and they're uh, taking advantage of our residents. And they're just coming in trying to compete on price. Right. Amy, what are the business or investing opportunities in the building industry? You mentioned earlier people that flip homes. What are some of the business opportunities in the construction industry? There's there's a lot of your normal business opportunities with, with material, especially here locally, trying to find um, a good supplier of, of main material. And we're talking block and concrete and um, lumber, which is extremely high right now and, and, and hurting builders all over the place. But a lack really, of supplies, lack of materials. Lack of materials, yeah. Uh, and window, windows and lumber are just to name a few. Appliances are you know nationwide right now because of, of, of the pandemic. But as far as investment goes, I think investing in, maybe this isn't a monetarily investment, but investing in our youth to be to, so that we have an industry and investing in programs like that would be a benefit to not only the community, but to the youth of our community and continued education for those people that just want to make a career change. But that's happening at the college level, probably. Or do you think there's opportunity? Or is the need so great that you could take it wherever you can get it? So if I were to start up my own, let's say, trade school, then I would probably be able to place a lot of those students in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think because there's right now the the demand is so much higher than the supply for for needing skilled workers. And it's always, it, pre-pandemic, it was the same problem. So this is consistent and we don't really see anything affecting it other than just needing more people in the industry. Sure. Amy, thank you so much for being on the show. And Thanks, we'll have to talk offline about how we can get some more skilled labor from the event industry to work in construction and, and buildings industry. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right.